The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Well, I'm glad I waited until this morning to watch it and to get a better feel of it because I actually had a different idea about this game and how the win was last night. And I think maybe the fact that I was having a tough time at work last night as I was watching this game contributed to that. Um, The first thing I want to point out is, again, defensively, kept them in the game early. You know, they they almost got to the under-16, the first under-16 timeout without scoring, and yet they were only down, was it 4-2 to at the first time time out of the game. And then for me, much like like the Dayton game, much like some of the other games they've had this year, great defense at the end of the first half, helping change or swing the game in VCU's direction. St. Bonaventure doesn't make a field goal for the last 421 of the first half, and VCU grabs control of this game. Once again, what a, what a great defensive effort uh, from VCU in that regard uh, to, to do that. Then let's talk, about, let's talk about at the end of the game, because last night as I was listening to it, I felt like I was frustrated with the team's game management, and I imagine some in the, uh, in the uh, game thread probably were as well. I have to say – the way the announcers were talking, I thought, oh, God, they, you know, because they were talking about taking the air out of the ball and all that other stuff. I actually wasn't that unhappy with VCU's offensive possessions after they got up 10 with uh, five minutes and change to go. Uh, I think the one big thing that – I think there were two things that I didn't like at the, at the end, at, in that stretch is they had a stretch where they missed some free throws, which they rectified at the end. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And then, Bald- and then uh, Baldwin misses a shot, makes a great effort to get the offensive rebound. Run your stuff, run your offense, you know, take the 20 to 25 seconds to get a really good shot. Instead, Highland jacks up a three, doesn't go in. That could have hurt. Um, another technical foul, that was frustrating. Bo, you know, Vince Williams, you make a nice play. You can hang on the rim if you're trying to avoid falling on somebody getting hurt. He's slapping the backboard for him. man. Come on. Come on. You can't do that. You know you can't do that. Stop doing stuff like that. The good news is – Bad foul shooting night for St. Bonaventure. Uh, One of their best foul shooters missed a free throw after that. And foul shooting. VCU is now number one in the A-10 in foul shooting. I just looked that up as I was watching the game, uh, re-watching the game this morning. And they could have been behind in the first half. They could have been in a lot of trouble because of the foul shooting in the first half. They made all eight free throws in the first half. Outstanding. Outstanding when you do something like that. And let's uh, let's just call the players out that did that. Watkins, Highland, Vince Williams, all responsible for that eighth grade. And then at the end of the game, when the heat is on and potentially a conference championship is on the line, they make five out of six free throws in the last minute to win the game. And that is how you win big games. That's how you win in March. 
and and the men, and the, the strong mentality that that shows is there. Um, I will say, I will say, if if I was a St. Bonaventure fan, I would have been really unhappy with the officiating the first half. I think I think there were a lot of marginal foul calls that went in VCU's direction and kind of set the table for the rest of the game because it put uh, Bonnie's players in serious foul trouble and knocked them off their game. But I want to point out, but I'll, but that's that's the big nitpick. That's the big complaint that I think is legitimate from SBU players. That you know, we'll see if it gets rectified if they play a third time in the in the in the in the tournament. But I just want to praise uh, BCU because they had a bad start in that game. They recovered nicely and they got that working margin again. I think we were all thinking to ourselves, okay, here we go again. We got the lead at halftime. What's going to happen in the second half to get to the first timeout? having scored as many points in the second half tonight as they scored in the entire second half in New York. I think that was big. I think that was a huge mental hurdle that they had to get over and they got over it. So, and and to me, if I had been watching the game live, I would have felt extraordinarily confident at the under 16 in the second half because I was like, I'd have been looking at that, 14 points already on the board. They looked like they were in control of the game. They couldn't stop Attaway. That was the problem. And then in the second half, Dalgo, just like it, just like in New York, Oshuni went nuts in the second half. It, you know, he had uh, he had all his points. I think he had yeah he had eleven points and seven boards in the second half. He had one rebound in the first half. That's it. Oshuni was dominant. He had a couple blocks as well. I mean, that was a huge second half from him. Uh, only Highland outscored him, and, and Highland did the majority of that at the foul line in the second half. Um, but I just you know I. I I did not have as positive a feeling about this win having listened to the game last night. And I think it was colored by the fact that I was having a terrible night at work and watching it today. I feel a lot better about how they won the game because once again, you know, the the second half wasn't all wine and roses here. They got the lead up. They had the lead as high as 11 and they had it up to 10, you know, with was it just five minutes and change to go. But when you look at the second half numbers, 11 of 32 from the field, one of 11 from three. Uh, they only had, let's see, they only had three assists in the second half. They only had three turnovers, and that's the other thing. The turnover, uh, turnover number was great. I think they only had 11 for the game, which was weird because they list, when you look at the same, when I look at the St. Bonaventure, the version of the box score, they only had three in the first half. I mean, three in the second half, and I think they had six in the first half, and somehow they ended up with 11 in the game. So I guess they had, I guess they had team turnovers that, uh, that wasn't credited to anybody, but you know they took care of the basketball in the second half, which they didn't do in New York. But that's the thing; it's not like they shot the ball well, but they they rebounded the basketball great. And and when you look at the things that won the game, the late foul shooting certainly won the game for them. But the rebounding, uh, they plus five on rebounds total in the second half, plus six on offensive rebounds. They end up for the game out-rebounding St. Bonaventure, who's one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the league. They got nine more offensive rebounds and and nine more rebounds total. You know, for them to win the battle like that. And why does that happen? What do I always say? If your guards are rebounding, you're doing well. Highland gets eight. Baldwin gets six uh, uh, rebounds. Vince Williams, who's not a guard, but he gets nine rebounds, which which ends up leading everybody. He's a high rebounder for the game. Douglas off the bench. And that's, let's talk about Corey Douglas real quick. You know, 16 minutes off the bench. Uh, he has a huge stick-back dunk uh, and uh, seven rebounds in 16 minutes, which is really, really good. 
And here's the other thing about VCU tonight. There's certain, you know, there's certain things that, oh, they've got to do certain things to win. They got to block a lot of shots. They're one of the best block teams in the country. They only blocked one shot. St. Bonaventure blocked five of them. And and the turnovers, I mean, it's 15 turnovers is 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 decent, but it's not, it's short of what they average. Uh, and, and in the second half, I think uh, St. Bonaventure really got better on the turnovers. Yeah, St. Bonaventure only had five turnovers in the second half, and they still won the game. And I just, this was, I think there had to be some serious mental hurdles for them in terms of, you know, what happened in the second half in New York, the, the fact that, that, that every time they looked like they were about to shake the Bonnies, Attaway would make some play to keep them in it. And but the fact is they they just they they kept their mind they kept themselves focused they really played hard and and the big thing the big difference between this one and the one in New York when St Bonaventure's energy went up when their defensive energy went up when they started to get better on offense VCU responded VCU responded to it and their levels rose their levels rose as well so and I want to say this and I want to say this too. Adrian Baldwin in the second half, Ace Baldwin, that the way he ran the offense in the second half was the best I've seen uh, since early in the conference schedule. I really thought he had he made one mistake where he had where he was driving and he thought he had, I think he, I think he thought he had Highland cutting on the baseline and he threw it out of bounds. But other than that, he would he it felt to me like he was really in control of things out there. You know, he had some he had some questionable shots he took early. He was only three for ten from the field. But he gets four assists, and he had some great passes in the second half. The, the pass to Ward on the pick and roll that I think ended up with a dunk or a layup, that was really just beautiful. And he really controlled the offense uh, tonight and did a great job. And look, you know, they Attaway went crazy last night, but they tell Kyle Lofton down, who had a lot of foul – and foul trouble had something to do with that, but he had a lot of foul trouble. They held him down. Jaron Holmes, one for six. You know, they 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 stopped him. Welch was three for eleven. They stopped him. They did they did a fabulous job defensively. Baldwin, Highland, all the guards did. Um and and you know, and, and I mean that's that's what you need. That's what you need because it's it's not gonna be pretty this time of year. It almost never is. Uh maybe for the very best teams it is, but if you're you're in a grind like if you're a VCU, you're gonna be grinding this time of year, especially the way the schedule is set up for them and the, and the games they've got in front of them. Um, these aren't going to be works of art, most of them. They're going to be tough grinds. There's good, they're going to be games where, where things are not always going to go well and you're going to face some adversity. Uh, and to find your way through it is a really terrific job. And like I say, I, I, I did not feel as good about the win listening to the game last night as I do watching it now. Uh, because as I do having watched it this morning, because I, I had I had some things in my mind that I felt like were happening listening, and and to see them not be the case was really good. Uh, the game management wasn't as bad as I thought towards the end of the game. Um, the discipline issue, because I was thinking about that when the doggone Vince Williams technicals, I'm like this could end up a one or two point game, and something like that could hurt. Granted, he missed a free throw, and of course they got a technical in the first half, and Highland made him pay. At the foul line. And so now, now it's first place. Now then, you don't lose the tiebreaker with St. Bonaventure. That's big. You, you, you're sitting there. 
You've got Davidson at six and two, and I think they might be still on pause because I think the only game today is St. Louis and Fordham. You got UMass at six and two; they're still on pause. Uh, St. Louis is two and two, so they got a long way to go to get anywhere near us. So, but they got they've got control of this in terms of the section of the conference where they are in terms of games played because we still don't know what the deal is going to be with with how they're going to see this tournament if there's going to be one is it going to be winning percentage are they going to come up with some formula to to at least benefit the teams who played and fulfilled most of their conference schedule the LaSalle's the Rhode Islands granted they're both you know down down near the bottom but they've played you know Rhode Island's got 14, LaSalle's got 13, Dayton's got 12, you know, St. Bonaventure's got 11 games. Are they going to do something to benefit those teams? You know, what are they going to do about that third game with Dayton that VCU has? Are we really going to play Dayton a third time? Or hopefully, are we going to get to play maybe Richmond a second time, which is what I would prefer, or or Fordham? Or whoever the, the second time, or whoever it's going to be, whoever, whatever the heck, whatever the case is going to be. So that, there's the questions there. But I just love, I just love the fact that VCU really got challenged in that game, especially in the second half, because they, they they got control at the end of the first half, and I felt, I felt that they were really in control of that game all the way into that five minute stretch because they had the eleven point lead, and that that got cut down. But then they got it back out to 10, and I felt like they really had control of this. And then they let it slip a little bit, but they had they got challenged. They had something really tough thrown at them, and they held up to it. And I think that that's, that's, uh, that speaks a lot to, to how far this team has come this season, never mind from last season and all that. Oh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of what else I want to say about this game that, that – uh, that, that comes to me. Oh yeah. Levi Stockard. I do want to mention him, even though he's only three of eight, he got eight points. He just, I felt like he just had some key baskets in certain spots. And I, and I'm glad to, I would have, I mean, honestly, maybe he probably deserved a little few more minutes than what he got tonight. Uh, you know, he only got to 22 minutes tonight and, and it was more of the army approach. And some of that was Douglas being back and Curry being back. You know, they, they found some minutes for them. Uh, but I was I was pretty happy with what Stockard produced and with what Hassan Ward produced, even though by his standards, you know, only five boards and one assist, uh, excuse me, one steal. You know, I think I think, or excuse me, one block. So I think Hassan Ward, you know, that that's kind of under what you'd expect for him, uh, and he did get himself in foul trouble. But I liked uh, I liked Hassan Ward, especially those finishes at the rim. He did miss that alley oop though, and and he's got to put that down because that would have been a very nice. That would have been yet another very nice assist, I think, for Ace Baldwin. So now they've got – now they really do control their own destiny. They got Richmond on Wednesday. Just, just a massive game. Please, Lord, let this game be played. Let there not be yet another postponement with Richmond. Uh, how I see – and I see we're actually playing March 6th. We're playing Richmond now. I forgot that they changed that, that we're playing March 6th that time. So we still got to figure – we still got to get the, date, the Dayton thing done with. And, you know, honestly what I would like is maybe we end up having a home-and-home with Davidson instead of playing Dayton a third time, but we'll see. But this Richmond game, it's, it, it's not as big as St. Bonaventure because of Richmond's, you know, situation with games, but it is, it is 
It is massive uh, because Richmond Richmond needs to needs to win a game like that against VCU. Uh, that'd be a quad one win for Richmond if they go to VCU and win. So it's a huge game for them because you know VCU is now you know is on the bubble. One already had him as one of the last four buys. I will presume I presume they will be the AQ when the new brackets come out next week. So that will change things and maybe that bumps them up a little bit further because you know again St Bonaventure it is a top fifty net win even though it's not a quad one win. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting because now, if they do end up not the auto bid by for whatever reason, how much margin for error do they have? Because they have a tough enough schedule that if they do suffer a few losses down the stretch, as long as it's not to George Mason, they're not really going to be bad losses. So I think that's going to be the interesting thing to see is is how much they get bumped up and how much being the AQ of the A10, which is how they're going to be slotted in these uh, in these brackets now. Uh, coming up uh is it's going to be very interesting but uh yeah this this game this game it was weird it was i was happy they won well i shouldn't say happy i was relieved at the end of the game because i just felt like they had been leaking oil especially in the last you know three four minutes of the game and watching it it was a lot better than what i thought and uh i'm i'm just looking forward i'm looking forward to the game on wednesday obviously with richmond i think that that's going to be good i'm pretty sure i'm off that day so I, I'll probably do I'll probably do church and then head home and watch that game with you guys and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, let's I mean they've got serious momentum now VCU they just they've got to they've got to capitalize it and keep on it because now now that they're in the field or at least projected in the field and there may be a buffer between them and the bubble. Now it's about because what you find and i've seen we see i've seen this a lot especially with bubble teams that get hot at the end of the season you can jump because it's so close from that seed line that 7th seed line to about 10 or 11 it's 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 centimeters it's 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 razor thin margins and vcu could quite easily jump you know three or four seed lines if they can get hot and keep winning all the way into wearing a home jersey in round 1 of the tournament it absolutely could do that. So I, you know, th- there's such opportunity for them here. But it, it and and they they have built the platform for themselves to have a really special season. But they got a they've got a tough road to hoe to get there. But Richmond on Wednesday, and what a what a great thing it is to be playing them and to say we're in first place in the conference. So that'll give that gives it even more juice. That'll certainly give Richmond some juice, but it'll hopefully give VCU some juice as well because we do not want the Spiders trying to to ruin all the things we got planned for ourselves here. So I want to thank everybody uh, for watching this video. If you're listening on VCU Rams Rewind, rewind, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, share it around. Thank you for listening. Hopefully I'll be talking to you live after the game this coming Wednesday. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.